The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Welcome back, my friends. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us today on this Tuesday as we take a few minutes to evaluate some truths from God's Word. Again, thanks for joining us on this Thanksgiving week. We hope you're having a great week so far. Um, We've mentioned in the past that sometimes the holidays, as much as they bring great joy to some, they bring some uh, struggle and emptiness to others. Maybe for some of you, this is your first or second or third Thanksgiving without a certain family member or after struggles. And uh, so it's easy to kind of forget that sometimes what is really great one year uh, can bring with it its own struggles. But my goal today is to try and encourage us um, in the midst of the good and bad that we can look to God and be reminded that in all of that, God cares, God loves us, and God uh, is still working in, in our midst. I hope you're doing well. hope you're enjoying the time. hope you're getting some time off the next couple days to relax and refresh. And if you choose to go shopping, um, get some good rest prior to that. hope you have a great week. Yesterday, we started off with the idea of reasons to give thanks. It's a list of things, and, and I'll be honest with you, I have 10, five from yesterday, five more today. Uh, I could make a larger list, and honestly, if you really sat down and thought about it, you know, we're looking at a lot of some foundational spiritual reasons, but you could, and we'll in a minute, list a list of things that we really could be thankful for. If we really did that, it's one of the reasons God tells us to pray with thanksgiving and to be thankful, because the more we think, you know, we, let me phrase that. Often it's easy to be consumed with what we don't have, what we wish would happen. And when we think like that, well, then we're just overly consumed and our mindset drives us into a very discouraged perspective. If God, God tells us to keep looking back at the be thankful, because if we're reminded constantly of what we do have and how God is working, it, it adds a level of peace and a level of joy to be reminded. Our mindset is affected by what we dwell on. And then as our mindset's affected, then our actions follow. Uh, so I encourage you. We've got... Um, Uh, Write some things down this year. Think about what it is that God has done in your life, even in the midst of the problems, to uh, to remind you of of what He is doing in your in the goodness in your life right now. We mentioned five things yesterday. I will not repeat them this morning. Uh, What I'm going to do is pick up a number six, part two of of reasons to give thanks. The sixth one, or today's first one, uh, the reason to give thanks. We go back to some foundational reasons here. He, God, is merciful. First Chronicles sixteen thirty four says, "Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good." His mercy endureth forever. We could talk about His good, His grace, His mercy, His justice, His holiness. We could spend an entire time just talking about the absolute amazing attributes of our Almighty God and how those are true and powerful and working in our lives. We could talk about His sovereignty, His omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience, and, and because of that, He's aware of my problems. He's there with me. He's got answers for them. We could talk a lot about it, but in this one, we're just going to focus on I guess we said that, on His mercy, His mercy endures forever. Aren't you glad that in the good days and bad days, God's mercy is always there? He tells us in Galatians, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. I am grateful for a merciful God. I am glad that I do not serve a vengeful God. I'm glad that I'm not serving a God that's easily provoked to anger and wrath, that He loves me, He knows me, and He understands me. And in that spite, He's constantly desiring to forgive me. Uh, We don't often see that today. Be reminded that he is a merciful God. Number seven, number two for today, he offers peace. Colossians chapter three, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, 
and be thankful. We could spend a lot of time. There's a lot in this verse that Paul gives the church of Colossae. But what I really want to do is focus on one phrase. Let the God, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Now there's a couple of things. I want us to recognize the word let. We've mentioned in the New Testament when you see a phrase begin with the word let, it's an imperative, it's a command. So he offers peace, but that just connotates that just because peace is offered doesn't mean we always Enjoy it. Here's the premise we get. We get this idea that God is going to forcefully impose his peace on us, where we will become numb to the problems, and all we'll do is sit back and never actually even realize the chaos of the world, much like a drug addict thinks. When they take some drugs, they disappear from the reality of the world. The downside when you do that is when you become sober, the problems are still there. God's desire is not to make us oblivious to the reality of the world. God's desire is to give us peace in the midst of those realities. And so he tells us when he gives peace, it's there, but you must allow it to have its way. So let the peace of God rule in your heart. You can be ruled by chaos, you can be ruled by fear, you can be ruled by anxiety and other things, or you can be ruled by God's peace, which means in the midst of the things you can't control, allow the reality of God, the truth of God to reign over the reality of what seems to be chaos in your life at the time. Uh, he offers peace. Number eight, or he, his provision. He, uh, he has great provision. Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I got three verses on this thought. First of all, can I suggest to you that he does not state that he'll provide all of our wants. Um, he does say later he'll, you know, our, our desires he'll take care of, but that, that you have to understand the context of that. A lot of times what we say is God is there just to provide everything I want. That's not biblical, it's not right, and it's very, very dangerous. Uh, uh, some of the things we want as humans are not good for us. God provides our needs. Can I also suggest that when, that when Paul was telling this church of Philippi that God provides his needs, he's speaking to a church that had been actively involved in giving, giving to the church and to his mission program, sacrificially. He wasn't just giving a blanket statement, you're in church, you're a Christian, God's going to always take care of you. That's not what he was saying. He was saying in this passage, because of your faithfulness to God and his work, then he'll provide your need. It's always important to understand the context of these things. Sometimes we, we really, you know, we barely go to church, we don't give, we don't serve, and then we wonder why God doesn't provide. That is not how God intended it to be. God intended to put his hand of blessing upon those that are giving, serving, participating, that's the ones he's promised to bless, and that's seen in this. So his provision also seen in James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Several things we'll see from this verse 1. When you have something good in your life, it did come from God. Satan will never give you good. Please understand that. Well, I got it my own way. I got it from Satan or the world. No, you did not. Any good thing that's come into your life came from God. Uh, it didn't come from your own ability. Well, I did it myself. Well, yeah, the ability to do it came from God. God has brought good things into your life. And if bad things come in, well, they come from, you know, sometimes they're own decisions, sometimes they're from Satan. I tell you this, Satan does not want to give you good things. He wants, you to be, he wants to trick you to believe he is, and then he pulls it all apart. He tricked Adam and Eve into believing they get so much more if they ate of the fruit, and then they end up losing everything they had. We forget that part. They lost the amazement of the Garden of Eden to go live in a sin-filled uh, sin world because of one thing. They totally forget that it all ended up being lost because of Satan's lies. Uh, we also see that God never changes, which means his promises don't change, and what he gives is good. The world's going to change their view on it, but he never does. He also says in Philippians 4:11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul says one thing we have to recognize is contentment is an absolute.
absolute necessity. Here's the reason why. If you're not content, then you'll never be happy no matter what you're given. You could have just enough to get by and just enough to put food on the table, or you could have so much money in the bank you don't know what to do with it. If you don't learn the first, you'll never be content with the second. Contentment is something you learn to do. He says, number nine, he never leaves me. His presence is always there. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. His presence is always there. It doesn't always mean he's going to solve problems or fix things. It just means his presence is there. And in that presence, he guides, he directs, he helps us to learn his plan. Please remember in Isaiah, his ways are not my way, his thoughts are not my thoughts, which means just because he's present there doesn't mean he's going to solve the problems like we want him to. It means he's going to teach us his way in all of these things. Uh, then number 10, uh, we're thankful for all that we have. It, yeah, we, so here's what I've done. I, I wrote down a few um, and we could go on forever on this. You know, we, we're thankful for life. Uh, we're thankful for health in some occasions. I know for some of you that may not always be the case. We're thankful for the fact that coming up in a couple of days, most of us have food. And we know that it's available to us. And we're going to sit down and enjoy a meal. And our biggest complaint is our clothes won't fit well. And we're going to feel guilty after whatever, right? Uh, but we are looking forward to a holiday where the majority will be able to sit and eat. Not everybody can say that. We're going to be warm. While being warm will be a little more expensive this year, we're still going to sit in a house or a place where there's warmth. Uh, we're going to be surrounded by people that we've chosen to be with, that we love. Uh, we're going to look out at a place where there's not war over top of our heads. Um, we obviously were able to afford the food in front of us. We will look to the fact that we can go to church that Sunday and that God loves us in spite of our failures. There's uh, sit down later with family and watch football games later in the day, or don't and just sit and sleep. You know, we could go into a lot of other things. You look across the table at your kids or your grandkids or your grandparents or your parents. Look at across at everything God has given us. You see, if we do focus on that, instead of focusing on what we don't have, first of all, if you focus on what you don't have, then you lose the value of what's in front of you. If you focus on what you don't have materially, you lose the value of your children sitting right in front of you or your family sitting right in front of you. We're so focused on what we don't have or what we don't think we, we think we deserve more, we lose all that is right there in front of us. What a wonderful privilege. Let me challenge you this day, this year. Paul tells us in Philippians 4.8, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, he has a list of things that are good. At the end of that verse, he tells us, think on these things. If you focus on the negative, your life will be filled with negative. If you focus on the positive, then you will see God's hand through all of it. So I encourage you to choose that. You know, he tells us in Hebrews, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You're, where you're headed, where you're focused, what you're thinking will establish your emotions, will establish your view of life, and will give you peace or lack of it. Can I tell you, thanks for joining us as we have taken the last week and a half just to kind of go through and look at different aspects of Thanksgiving. Quick programming note, as we've said every day for the last couple, last few days, uh, there will be no devotional tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I've just chosen not to try and go ahead and do that. I didn't have the time. I just want to focus on things we were doing at church. And so the next three days, there will not be one. I will pick back up next Monday. Um, you can The live stream will be again back Monday at 11. It'll be on Instagram again, back um, on YouTube, Facebook, 
You can go look it up online through an audio format. The podcast is called uh, Source of Truth. Uh, and you can look that up and uh, you will find us in Apple Podcasts and all the different audio formats. You can look at it, any one of these platforms and go and listen. And we continue to hope really to be an encouragement. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope whether this is a holiday that you're excited about or a holiday that leaves you reminding you of what's empty. I hope you remember that God loves you. He's always there and he will never leave you. And we can look to him for the comfort that may be needed during these times. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you'll join us again next Monday.